Welcome to the Yogi MD podcast. It's Nadine, yoga teacher, health coach, and retired doctor, here to bring you and your body together, not in sickness, but in health. Thanks for taking this time for yourself. Today, I would like to welcome Bernie Hoffman, a woman who believes everyone has a story and that together we are all part of one story. I so appreciate you being here this evening, especially after a busy work day. Thank you for coming. It's an honor to be here with you and um, to be part of this grand enterprise that you're trying to put together for the women of the community. So I'm grateful to be here. I love my community. So this was just a very natural evolution for me. It is a labor of love and I'm, I'm enjoying every minute of it. Your passion exudes and literally glows, Nadine. It's, oh, thank it's you. It's lovely to see. So can you describe the journey that has made you into such a uniquely beautiful soul? It was a wonderful thing to consider this question. And um, one word that just popped into my mind was relationships. I really um, feel more empowered when I'm part of a team and Mm. um, feel confident within that team that if... uh, some of my skills and talents don't cover something. The team will do something on their own to cover it. The way that started is with my dad. As a young girl, I remember him as being just a tower of presence. And he was the type of person who the family, the community, his work would turn to if there was a problem that needed to be solved or advice that needed to be given. Growing up as a young girl, seeing that uh, was a wonderful beginning which kind of led me into my brother-in-law, who took over when my dad passed away suddenly and unexpectedly, Mm. um, when there were still two of us left in grade school. And he really stepped up to be like the father figure to our family. Uh, Another man who the family just turns to um, in times of need and in times of joy too. His family, um, his sons and his grandchildren still bring me a lot of joy to this day. So it's, it's really wonderful to have that connection. Teachers also mm. uh, inspired me. I was blessed to have 16 years of really good education. There were teachers present who didn't just teach us to regurgitate facts, but taught us to learn how to learn by sharing their passion for the subject that they taught. Mm-hmm. They weren't just uh, someone who was there nine to five, but someone that there's a few of them that still inspire me to this day. I Mm -hmm. still see a few of them around. Mm. What kind of subjects did they teach? Uh, So Mrs. Giddings, you might be familiar with from IJP. She may have um, been gone by the time your girls came up, but she was there for a a long, long time. She taught um, what's now known as language arts. And so she really gave me a great love of reading and also how to use the English language to present information to clients and also to tell a story. And mm-hmm. there was a, a teacher at Marion, uh, Sister Blaze, a math teacher who just made math come alive. By teaching me how to learn, I still use that presently even though my education has stopped. Mm-hmm. Isn't it a wonderful thing how teachers can make such a positive impact at such an early mm-hmm. age and long-lasting? Yes, absolutely. Being a catechist and just being an hour and 15 minutes a week in the classroom, I realized 
what dedication it takes to prepare and to then lead the class and then be present for questions afterwards. And they do this every day, mm -hmm. several subjects of a day yeah. that they have to prepare for. So it's, oh, yes. yeah, it's uh, education is by far the best thing that a, a child could get. I wholeheartedly agree with you. Yeah. One who can do it with such grace, mm -hmm. with such passion, mm -hmm. really will help mold a but, path in so many ways that we can't possibly know. Right. You mentioned your dad earlier. So what, what type of work did he do in his community? Um, so he worked as uh, the finance guy um, for a uh, family-owned business, Holly Matic. It was in Park Forest. They made machines that shaped hamburger patties that McDonald's used. Okay. So this is, we're talking way back in the day of the, you know, 50s and 60s. It was actually his job that brought the family out to this area because they moved their headquarters from some place in the city to some place in Park Forest, mm -hmm. and so the family moved south from Oakland to Olympia Fields, and that's that's how I ended up here. I see. So, what does community mean to you? Community is a very important thing to me. And just to interject a little bit. I had to have you on the podcast because when I think about our small community in Flossmore at IJP, you come to mind immediately. So, okay, I may be visible, but it's it's not me. For, for example, you and I connected at PADS a couple weeks ago. And at PADS, there were um, three RE families who were there to help serve, um, young men and their moms. And so these, um, these young men were given very basic instructions, please just make sure that the beverages are poured so that there's enough that the men can have their, their beverages with their meal and that the food goes pretty smoothly. So the line, very basic instructions. These young men took ownership of that and did that and beyond to the point of they were circling around the tables, you know, making sure that, asking if the men needed anything, cleaning up after the men with the garbage uh, can, wheeling it around. However, it wasn't just one way, because the men in turn were connecting with the, the young boys mm -hmm. and asking them about school, sports, mm -hmm. whatever, mm -hmm. and you could see the interaction between the, the two the young men and the men we were there, um, as, who were there as guests. On the way home, um, a, a, the, the story was told to me um, by my friend, who's the catechist for this, these young men. On the way home, one of the young men begged his mom to, to contact the catechist to say, can I come back and do this again next week? Oh, that's I marvelous. I doing this. Mm -hmm. And so... Community is not one group serving another, or not even everybody working together. It's seeing the good in yourself within community and seeing the good of the others within the community. Oh, that's a lovely way to look at it. I, it, it this inspired me so much. I thought about this quite a bit, quite a bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, 
that that in a nutshell is community. Okay, okay. So what moves you to serve others with such a grace and with such, you don't hesitate. You're, you always have a ready smile. You always have a kind. It, you don't see that in everybody. I know you're, you're, you're very humble. You're downplaying how special you are. There's certain people have that thing where I know when I see you, I'm going to have, be received. I'm going to be welcomed. And it, I'm sure it doesn't matter how you're feeling inside. You're always willing to extend that. And I just think that's such a gift. So I'll tell you a story of my husband's aunt, Aunt Helen, who's a Franciscan nun. And last year she celebrated uh, not only her 70th jubilee as a Franciscan nun, but also her 90th birthday. And so one of the cousins had a, a large gathering of family and friends at her house in celebration of this, this, these events. And so her kids said, Aunt Helen, What's your secret? Because if you looked at Aunt Helen, you'd think she's early 70s. No way would you say she's 90. <laughs> and she said, basically, I don't think about myself. When I serve others, I come out of myself, and I'm not worried if I woke up this morning, it was a little more difficult for me to get out of mm. bed. Or um, I, my, my eyesight may not be as good as it used to be. When I'm serving others, I'm focused outward and not inward. And that's basically how I've lived my life, mm. paraphrasing what mm -hmm. Anne said. Mm -hmm. So you see this grace, um, and also the grace of my mother-in-law and Mike's other aunt, and uh, it just rubs off. And so it's not... I'm telling you, it's not me. <laughs> because if it were me, it would, it would not be a, a pretty thing. But it's you and them and those kids and the pads guests. Mm -hmm. Everybody around just has something to bring to the table. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I am inspired by that. And so, Do you think you maybe subconsciously choose to look for the good in others? Um, so probably if you were to ask what my leanings were religiously, Ignatian, where you, you see God in all things. So yes, mm -hmm. probably, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes. Uh, and, and part of that is, um, uh, you know, because of the catechists and the, the material I have to disseminate to the kids, and part of that is friend, very close friends that um, have a great effect on me, and part of that is just grace. I, I'm... I, you know, I have no other way to explain it. A vessel of God? It's just, God is just abundantly all around. Can you please tell us the work that you're involved in at IJP, Infant Jesus of Prague? So this Saturday, Service Saturday, is a, a volunteer group that kind of comes together uh, the second Saturday of the month. This Saturday we're going to Restoration Ministries to work at their food pantry. Mm -hmm. And that's a lovely thing. A couple of my very close friends uh, coordinate everything, and I show up. All I have to be is a worker bee. You tell me <laughs> what, what you need me to do, mm -hmm. and, I, and I do that. Mm -hmm. And it is mothers bringing their kids to mm -hmm. this also mm -hmm. um, to help out 
um, whether we're at Restoration or we're at St. Irene's Food Pantry or we're at Respond Now. And so I love seeing the next generation being brought into the fold on that. I mentioned I'm a catechist, which is a great gift. Every year there's 10 to 15 kids entrusted to my classroom, and I can't tell you the blessing to be part of that and, and then watch them develop from that point in the future and to see them as you know young adults doing amazing, amazing things. Don't you think that it's really up to us as the adults to provide that vision, to provide that guidance to the younger generation, to let them know you are not alone in this world. It's not all about you. You are part of a community, and what you do impacts others around you. And you can make such a difference, even though you may think you're not making a difference. Even something so small as I, I'm coming back to it again, as I mentioned earlier with you, connection, a smile, a look. Mm. Something that small can make such a difference in someone's day. And sometimes you don't know you're planting seeds. Sometimes you don't know that you're making a difference when you're serving. So we had an exercise in class a few weeks ago, and I gave them each the list of everybody's name in class. And I said, even if you don't know this person, because they come from Flossmore schools, they come from Homewood schools, and some go to schools in the city sometimes. So they may not know each other very well. There's a couple kids who are first time in the RE program this year. Find something that you are thankful for, even if it's, I want to get to know this person better. So they each wrote their little blurb about each one, and then they turned it into me, and I have this program where I can take the phrases and I can put it in a picture. And so I chose a picture of a star with a trail after it and put those phrases in there. And so when I distributed them their cards, I said, look, you are the star that God loves you but also see the trails that come mm. off mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. the effect mm -hmm. you have mm -hmm. on others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And from the first day in class, when we go out somewhere, I say, hold the door for the person behind. Now they don't even, I don't even have to say anything. They're just holding the door, mm -hmm. sometimes for everybody to go out. In the spring, um, the other, my partner, Angela, the other partner catechist, Angela Murray and I, guide them into doing living stations. and. We take this crazy bunch of seventh graders and have them lead the community in the Stations of the Cross. In, in like three practices, we watch them from not knowing what's going on to taking ownership that day to where I just stand back and I say, okay, we're doing scene two right now. That's it. And they go and they do everything. Mm -hmm. So watching them develop from start to finish mm -hmm. and watching how they interact with each other to help each other mm -hmm. in that development is pure gift, pure gift. And it's my hope that in turn they'll share that, whatever their gift is, with, with others. Because we all have a gift. We all have something to Absolute. give. Absolutely. We are all pieces in a puzzle, mm -hmm. and everybody has their own fit. Mm -hmm. Everybody's different, but they have their fit together. If there is one piece missing, that picture is not complete. So everybody has to 
be part and share and, and be present. That's marvelous. I noticed that you are inspired by nature. Why and how is that? So if you're, you're outside our general area early in the morning on a May, first week of May, and if our windows are open, you might hear me scream, hummingbird, because <laughs> it's such a joy. It's, we, we have a garden, it's kind of crazy garden, but we gear it towards um, encouraging hummingbirds and butterflies. So when I see that hummingbird come to take advantage of the crazy uh, chaos, <laughs> it's just very exciting to watch um, the beauty in the world uh, just naturally occur right before your very eyes. Caterpillars. We grow butterfly weeds to feed monarch uh, caterpillars. Mm -hmm. And so I love catching, seeing them, taking pictures of them. First year we did it, we didn't realize how lucky we were. We saw from the birth of the caterpillar out of an egg to a caterpillar hatching from a chrysalis. That was, we haven't seen something like that since. But it's to watch that life cycle and to watch the transformation from egg to caterpillar to butterfly, mm -hmm. kind of like we transform throughout life, is mm -hmm. just a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. To see the leaves fall now is, you know, they're all over the place and they're kind of a mess, but it makes you realize that things have to fall and die away to allow for the beauty that comes later. Mm -hmm. So nature, there's a lot that nature tells you mm -hmm. with no words, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just by being nature. Mm -hmm. And so if you can take a time to look at it, it's something to kind of take in and bring with you then. That's lovely. I think part of what you said had me thinking about the patience that nature teaches you to. Nature's not in a rush to do anything. No, no, no. And sometimes you're expecting uh, one thing and you get something totally different. So there were s several seeds that just planted themselves. One was in the, the uh, a crack in the concrete of our drive mm. between the, the brick patio and the concrete. There was this petunia that just kept blooming. Um, in the dead part of the lawn by this one um, drain grate, there was a sage that came up out of nothing. We, we didn't plant it there, but they planted themselves and then grew and then were beautiful. This is the question I always end our lovely chats with. Everyone is unique. So what does being healthy mean to you personally? And healthy to me, is recognizing the blessings that are there and available for everyone. But being especially healthy is letting go of some of that to share with others who might need it too. And so it's balance for me. Thank you so very much for being here. Oh, thank you for this um, lovely opportunity to share and to hear you also and your gift for drawing out and making somebody feel totally at ease oh i'm i'm glad yeah i'm glad thank you thank yeah. you for saying that and noticing and thank you and yeah. sharing that yeah and now it's time for practical tips body mind and spirit tip i will remind you of the definition of social health Social health means communicating effectively 
and caring for others, including your family, friends, and your community. Bernie personifies what it means to have robust and remarkable social health in her work as a catechist, one who teaches the Catholic faith by word and action. That's her gift. That's her calling. What's yours? Thanks for being here. See you next time.